peoples of the worldwide federated internet what's good There's many out there who grew up in church, uh, had, you know, certain things solidified, didn't really have to have much guidance in certain areas. Me, a little different. When I got saved, I was a blank slate, as you know, I've, I've said this in a previous video, but I struggle with some simple things, simple doctrines that, you know, most people, I would, I would imagine most people who grow up in church there are some simple things that they understand and and it doesn't really take much explanation for them to you know uh, wrap their minds around certain doctrines one thing that kind of i'm trying to figure out what the how to how the best way to word this is one thing that i stumbled on i guess is a, is a good word to use is eternal salvation right so when you get saved you are sealed the bible uses specific words everlasting life forever we know what those words mean so what i wrestled with was well what's preventing a person from making a profession of faith and then just going back and living however they want what's stopping that I don't think anyone who makes a, a, a genuine profession of faith, who, who genuinely comes to God, understanding they're under condemnation and receiving what the Lord Jesus Christ did, accepting that by faith as payment for their sin. I don't think a person who legitimately does that will go back and just do whatever they want. Now, let me clarify and this is the thing I love about podcasts is it's a long form conversation and you can clarify what you're saying before someone gets it misconstrued. I am definitely not saying nor am I implying that a Christian cannot sin. I'm not implying that at all. But what I'm talking about is a person who makes a profession of faith with absolutely no evidence of any kind of change in their life, no desire to live for God at all, no desire for anything biblical, no desire to pray, read the Bible, do anything spiritual. I don't, I don't think that that person truly is saved. And I'm going to show from the Bible you know, how, how I believe this plays out when a person actually does get saved. So join me in the book of Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 and 13. Let's get to this. Verse 12, wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, 
not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Now, what stands out to me is in verse 13, pay very close attention to that wording, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. That word will means that faculty of the mind by which we determine either to do or to forbear in an action. So the Bible is saying here that God is working inside a believer to give them a desire to do of his good pleasure and to do so. This is what the Bible teaches. That desire is there. Now, again, this, I'm not saying that a person will do everything right and never sin, but the Bible saying that God is working in us to will and to do of his good pleasure. Well, if you don't have any of that, the, my, the only thing I'm left to believe is that you've never really been saved, that you don't really believe the gospel and what you did was just a lip service. In the book of Galatians chapter 5, verse 17 and 18, most people who've been saved for any length of time, you know, when you get saved, you know, most people think that things are just going to get easier. That's actually not what happens. Things get harder. You're now going against the grain. In the book of Galatians, chapter 5, verse 17 and 18, the Bible says, For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. Now that word led means it's past tense for lead, to guide by the hand as to lead a child. Uh, it often includes the sense of drawing as well as directing so the sense here is that there's something going on in the life of a believer. There's a guidance going on. There's a leading going on from God. So I'm saying if there's no evidence of that at all, what's the haps? Something is up. In the Gospel of John, Chapter 16 and verse 13, the Bible says, How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show unto you things to come in the book of Romans chapter 8 verses 1 through 14 there is therefore now no condemnation 
to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his Son, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So if this Spirit does not dwell in you, you do not belong to God. In verse 10, And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is a life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh to live after the flesh, for if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye, through the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Let that sink in. Remember the topic. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And notice in verse 13, the Bible says, For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye, through the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. That word mortify means to subdue or bring into subjection as bodily appetites by abstinence or rigorous severities and just looking at verse 13 that brings me back to uh the book of hebrews where the bible says if you be without chastisements then are you bastards and not sons god will deal with his people it's not that christians can't sin right that's not the case but if you can sin with no conviction whatsoever like just mind-numbing you just go on about your life and you got no problem with it and you can go on living like that and there's no judgment there's no evidence of any kind of leadership from god in your life i doubt very seriously that you actually believe the gospel 
You might know the gospel. And sometimes I think that's what happens with many people. They have what I call a head knowledge of the gospel. You, I, I don't think there's many people, there's some, I'm not saying that there's none, but I don't think there's many people that don't know of and or about the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's many people that even know what, why the Lord Jesus Christ died on a cross. There's many people who know that. If you've never watched, um, there's an evangelist, his name is Ray Comfort. He goes out on streets and he's a, a a street preacher, but not in a traditional sense of street preachers standing on a corner, you know, preaching a message. He he talks to people individually one on one and he witnesses to them. And many times he'll run across people that know exactly why the Lord Jesus Christ died on a cross. Does that make them a Christian because they know what the Lord Jesus Christ did on the cross? No, it doesn't. There's a lot of people with that head knowledge. You see, something changes when you realize the state and the condition that you're in and you realize that you need a savior and you put your faith and your trust in what the Lord Jesus Christ did on the cross for your sin God bestows upon you the Holy Spirit that changes you. I'm not saying you're perfect. I'm not saying you'll never sin. I, I can point to my Christian life and I can, I can show you a lot of that. But what I'm telling you is there's no way that a person who has truly believed the gospel is going to, one, do these things comfortably, and two, do these things with no judgment, no chastisement from God. That's just not going to happen. God gives us his spirit. He's leading us. That doesn't mean, again, and I'm going to keep clarifying, and the reason I keep clarifying is because I know how the internet works. People hear you say something and they run with it without really listening to the full context of what you said. So again, let me clarify, I am not saying that a, a believer cannot sin. I can point to my own life and, and show you contrary. And I'm pretty sure anyone who's believed the gospel would say the same thing. But if you, if you have made a profession and have no desire to live for God, there's no chastisement on your life and you're doing whatever you want, I would check up on that. Look, you know what's in your heart. I'm, I'm, I'm no judger of men. And I always say that I'm no judger of men. There's many people I've ran across in my life who, um, you know, talk about the Bible, talk about different subjects. And when salvation comes up, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm saved. And, you know, we, we get to talking. And I'm look, I'm not I'm, I'm not looking at people like I'm looking to judge someone. I'm, I'm in no position to judge anyone. Trust me when I tell you that. But when a person tells me that and there's just like no evidence of God in their life, like zero zilch, I'm like, ah, ooh, if I was them, I would check up on this because this does not look authentic. Look, God, God saves and changes a person. 
God saves a person and they become a new creature. This is what the Bible teaches. Not a perfect creature, not a sinless creature, but a new creature. There are things that change. So for when I run into people, like I said, that that have made professions and there is zero evidence, I got questions, but I'm not the judge, right? I'm not the judge of men's heart. I know what the Bible teaches, though, and I like to stick with the book. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.